And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Reeve in the arm of McKillop speaks out about changes to the electoral boundaries in the RM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy skies, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50. The high today plus 2, the low minus 6. The wind chill near minus 12 today. Tomorrow, sunny skies, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 2. Wind chill minus 12 in the morning and minus 7 in the afternoon, the low minus 6. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high plus 3, and windy, the low minus 6. Saturday, cloudy and windy, the high minus 4, the low minus 13. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 6, the low minus 13. Monday, Christmas Eve, partly cloudy with a high of minus 8, the low minus 14. Tuesday, Christmas Day, partly cloudy, the high minus 12. The normal high is minus 9, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.55 this morning. It sets at 4.56 tonight. And right now, this hour, the hot spot in Saskatchewan is Maple Creek at 4.4 degrees. On the roundup, Estevan is plus 1, Saskatoon minus 2, Swift Current and Weyburn both 0, Yorkton is minus 3. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's minus 1, that's 30 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 26. Humidity 84%, the barometer is rising 100.8. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 3. Winds are from the west-northwest at 24. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 1, that's 30 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Time now for Agri-News, brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. The Reeve of the Arm of McKillop, northwest of Regina, doesn't believe changing the electoral boundaries will solve ongoing issues in the area. Last week, the province approved an application to change the boundaries in the RM following an October referendum. The changes followed a taxation dispute between cottage owners and farmers in the RM. Reeve Howard Arndt doesn't believe the changes will provide a good solution. It was only two years ago where the majority of council that included the Reeve were from the hamlet or the lakefront area. And that is one of the arguments that's being made. Arndt says there's underlying cultural differences, issues between the two groups. Just because councillors come from different places doesn't mean the underlying problems um, can be properly dealt with, I guess is the best way I can say it. These changes mean each of the six divisions will elect a new councillor on February 27th. Arndt says farmers in the RM are concerned. As it's been seen in other provinces and in the United States, as you see greater urban development within a rural side, there's a push to put limits on farm activities, including what size equipment's on the road, uh, when it can be on the road. Arndt remains hopeful, though, the issues in the RM can be resolved. Really, in this province, going back, you know, over a century, um, well over a century, the province said that, that there is a, a significant difference between rural activities and urban activities, and when you have a large enough group of, of urbanites, um, that should be a separate municipality. And that's the situation we have along the lake. 
Uh, it just happens that they're uh, spread out a little farther. But you, know, you take a look at eleven to thirteen hundred people. That's a pretty good sized town. Howard Arndt is the reeve of the arm of MacKillop, northwest of Regina. Some First Nations in Saskatchewan are examining ways to revitalize Indigenous agriculture. A two-day forum and brainstorming session is taking place at Wanuskewin Heritage Park near Saskatoon. It's seen as a way of restarting the conversations and plotting a path to the future. One of the event organizers is Melissa Arcand, who teaches in the Soil Science Department at the University of Saskatchewan. Arcand was raised on a grain farm on the Muskeg Lake Cree First Nation about an hour north of Saskatoon. There is a huge increase in the land holdings that many communities have because of treaty land entitlement purchases as well as specific land claims. So we have access to more agricultural land. We also have communities that are gaining capacity in terms of um, not just their leadership but also in terms of the sort of uh, legislative structure under which they can manage lands. Uh, some communities especially have more uh, power to make decisions over what's happening on their, their land base. One of those is the Cowessas First Nation, based about an hour and a half east of Regina. It owns over 70,000 acres of arable land in various areas. Chief Cadmus Delorme says they will put their feet in the water and seed a modest 2,000 acres this spring. There's a 10-year expansion plan, which could see anywhere from 20 to 40,000 acres. Chief Delorme sees Hutterite colonies as a model. Absolutely love their governance structure, their inclusion, their communal involvement, and that's the model that we're bringing to Cows as First Nation. Agriculture today, if you're just an individual trying to farm 2,000 acres and keep it at that, it's a real challenge. If you have 50,000 acres and you can potentially farm it all, you need a big business to do it. Arcan plans to conduct a survey of some 50 First Nations next year to get an idea of the current status of agricultural activities. That includes how much land is rented to non-Indigenous farmers. It could be 90%, it could be 95%, it could be nearing 100% in some, some First Nations. And so we want to get a better idea of, well, what is that percentage of land that is still being farmed by band members, community members, and what percentage of that land is now being farmed by non-Indigenous farmers. Arcand hopes the survey information can be used to develop training and support programs, courses and policy for First Nation farmers and agricultural land managers. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. Getting someone to change their mind is not an easy task, even if you're using facts and science. That's especially true when it comes to food production. The debate rages on about a variety of topics, such as GMOs, crop protection products, and antibiotic use in livestock. Everyone eats and everyone has an opinion. Tamar Haspel covers many of these issues in her food and science column for the Washington Post, one of the leading newspapers in the United States. In addition to writing about food and nutrition, Haspel owns and operates an oyster farm at Cape Cod, Massachusetts. She was a feature speaker earlier this month at the Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan Conference in Saskatoon. Her presentation was called Changing Minds, You Go First. We all think we're rational, evidence-based creatures, but the people who study the human decision-making process have written pretty persuasively about how that's not the case, that we are guided by this mishmash of instinct and 
tribal affiliations and values and culture, and especially when an issue is charged, as some issues in agriculture are, it is that mishmash that makes our decision for us. But what's diabolical about that is that it doesn't feel like that's how we're making a decision. It feels like, yes, we're parsing the evidence and we're coming up with the rational answer. But in reality, confirmation bias rules the human psyche. And humans are just expert at finding the evidence that supports their position while dismissing the evidence that doesn't support their position. Haspel says social media creates more of a gap. People are studying that, too. But, yeah, what social media does is enables you to find the group of people who agrees with you and hang out with them. Back in the day when, you know, there were just a few television stations and newspapers, and that's how people got their information, okay, yeah, there were issues with those gatekeepers who were deciding what goes on those programs and in those newspapers. But you couldn't put yourself in a silo with people who are are like-minded the same way that you can with social media. So I definitely think social media contributes to the problem. Haspel was asked about getting into a balanced mind or balanced opinion. Well, for me, the best antidote to bias is other people. And so, well, if I'm writing about something, the first thing I do is find the smartest person who disagrees with me and listen. And I try and spend time, I do a lot of traveling and and speaking, and I try and make sure that I spend time in rooms with different points of view. So I've been in rooms where everybody thinks that, of course, GMOs are safe and a boon to agriculture. And I've been in rooms where everybody thinks, of course, GMOs are putting our agricultural system at risk and entrenching this industrial way of growing food that has polluted our waterways and et cetera. And so when you expose yourself to these points of view, it's not like the light bulb goes on and all of a sudden you change your mind, but you find yourself softening your position a little bit because, you know, we articulate arguments differently to people who agree with us and to people who don't agree with us, especially if they're people, you know, we like and respect. And I think that's good for all of us. Haspel was asked about farmers reaching out to the public to tell their story. I I don't think anything always works. And I do think that stories are persuasive, especially stories from farmers, because I think people are sort of predisposed to dislike the ag industry, the big companies. Monsanto is, you know, public enemy number one. But they're more disposed to like farmers. And so, yes, of course, you have to tell your story. And and I think that sometimes that is persuasive. But the message that I try and go out with is that if you want minds to change, you have to start with your own and stop thinking about how you persuade other people and start thinking about how you can be persuaded. Tamar Haspel is a columnist with the Washington Post and an oyster farmer as well. She was in Saskatoon earlier this month speaking at the Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan Conference. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollow's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call one 800 284 and by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Durham rose $5 at two thirteen sixty two. Canola gained $0.80 cents at four forty six seventy two. Oats gained $0.66 cents at one eighty three thirty seven. Number one red spring wheat decreased $1.91 at two fifty five thirty two. 
The rest were unchanged. Feed barley, 192.63. Flax, 478.29. Yellow peas, $252.54 per metric ton. Feed wheat, 187.80. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is down four and three quarter cents at 572 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for Wednesday, December the 19th. No sales this week as we were on our Christmas break, but last week was our last pre-sort sale, and some of our pens seem to uh, gain some strength here. For example... 425 pound steers at 265, 500 pound steers at 229, 550 pound steers at 217, 650 pound steers at 205, and my favorite pen, 700 pound steers, they topped out at 196. So it was a sale that gained some strength last week. It could get producers excited about the new year. Our first pre-sort sale will be January the 9th with over 2,100 head booked so far. This is one of my favorite pre-sort sales. Calves look fresh. Their hair, hair coats are shiny. It always uh, draws lots of excitement from the buyers and producers to start the new year. Just a reminder, please book your cattle and your trucks to avoid disappointment. Last Friday, we had a bred cow sale. A pen of black cows topped the market at $17.75. The bottom-end cows traded anywhere from $950 to $1,200. The bred cows averaged $1,250. At this time, Clayton, myself, and the rest of the Heartland staff in Yorkton would like to wish all our current customers and new customers a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. So, Jim and all your staff, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone at CKRM from Heartland Livestock Yorkton. You guys do a very good job there, a job well done. I'm Harvey Exner. Thanks, Harv. Back at you. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 111 to 137 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling a range of 111 to 138 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 30 basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.3454. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.54 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are once again mirroring a pattern that has been witnessed over the last couple of days that sees ISM and Western Corn Belt lower, while national is higher with only minor exceptions. Seasonality is adding pressure as packers likely shored up holiday production requirements a week ago. If specials on Christmas hams are going to be featured ahead of this last weekend before the holiday week, they should be on trucks right now if they're not already in grocery store warehouses. Lean hog features have turned around and are trading higher for the first time this week. However, the move has so far been offset by trading action in foreign exchange. The weather outlook for today, partly cloudy, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50 kilometers per hour. The high today, plus 2, the low, minus 6. Wind chill near minus 12. Tomorrow, sunny, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high, minus 2. The wind chill, minus 12 in the morning, minus 7 in the afternoon. The low, Thursday, minus 6. And the hot spot, of course, is Maple Creek at plus four. Estevan plus one, Saskatoon minus two, Swift Current, Weyburn zero, Yorkton minus three. Regina is cloudy and minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. Moose Jaw cloudy, plus three. Once again, Regina cloudy, minus one, that's 30 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.